Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of the Estate Agents Podcast. Delighted to be joined this morning by Syed from Martin Gerard, who's Head of Client Services. And this is very unusual. I think this may be a first today. Um, we actually got asked um, by Syed if he could become a guest on the Estate Agents Podcast. So I'm joined this morning with Luke. Morning, Luke. Good morning, Mr. Brown. Um, Andy, morning, Overman. Andy Overman is with his family today. So yes. Andy, if you're listening, loads of love. Hope you're having a great time. He's been very quiet. He's been very quiet, hasn't he, Stephen? I know. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. So peace and quiet for a week. How nice is that? Amazing. So Syed, welcome. Thank you. Thank you guys very much for having me on the show. You're welcome. So I hear you are the prospecting king of Northwest London. <laughs> and um, you had some ideas that you wanted to share with our audience. So um, firstly, thank you very much um, for coming on. Really grateful. Um, thank you for being a listener who actually wants to come on as well. So we're really grateful for that. And anybody else listening, um, you know, we're very happy to welcome um, people onto the show um, and people going to add value and make a difference and raise the standards of agency. So, um, Syed, tell us a bit about yourself, your background and what you do at Martin Gerrard. So, um, I initially, I went to university, I did economics at university and uh, sort of after university, I did the whole cliche thing of did a little bit of traveling I, went, I was actually in Mexico at, <laughs> at the time and my dad came and picked me up from the, from the airport on the way back and uh, I was actually just scrolling through my phone and um, I had a, a, a request from Foxton's to invite me for an interview so I, I thought you know what I didn't necessarily want to get into property at that time it, it wasn't a thought that crossed my mind but I thought you know what why not go give it a go so I, I went down and to the head office they've got like a, a big head office down in Chiswick Park and uh, sat and had a chat with a few of the directors there and I sort of really really took to the the idea it's like a quite a big trading floor that's what it sort of looks like and they've got over 150 people on the floor and I think they are a business development center essentially and uh, I took the role and uh, three years later I had three of the really really good years of my life thoroughly enjoyed it learned an awful lot in a short space of time worked hard played hard and obviously off the back of that I went to Martin Gerrard and um, sort of started my own client services department um, for the company I think I had a really good meeting with Simon who you know Ian White and um, yeah we, we got on well and we could see how the business could move forward with a client services department so set that up it's been running for around two years now um i'm still there <laughs> thankfully just about so yeah i think i wanted to come on the show because your show's given a lot of value to me and to my team i have morning meetings and the team listen to little nuggets that you guys provide and i think it's really really valuable for them so obviously we're in a business which is a stock led business essentially if we didn't have any stock then the negotiators wouldn't be able to sell or let anything so obviously it starts from prospecting and I think some people can be a little bit short-sighted um, with regards to prospecting so I think it's all about the long game and I just wanted to 
we have a few points of what we do that that works quite well there's some things that we do that may not always work well but i think it's about learning from each other and developing each other's skill sets in order to move forward brilliant thank you really grateful so i totally agree it's a long game um we had matt steinway who was the number one um, agent in mcgrath who told us his lemon story which took 15 years to um to win that property so um thank you and um even better i'm glad all your colleagues are, are listening in the morning and you're getting nuggets which is fantastic um, you just have to ask all of them to rate and review us because we need to get up to 100 by the end of um wednesday well, that's, uh, that's prospecting in itself. So uh, I think you've got <laughs> about 20 to go. So maybe we can make that happen by the end of the day. <laughs> okay, fantastic. So please share your nuggets. Yeah, so I think it's, firstly, I think it's all about speaking to the team. I think obviously as leaders and business owners, I think you have to inspire um, your, your teams around you and relaying the message of the long game. So if they understand from the beginning that it's it's not all about the short-term wins you're you're going to get a lot of no's at the beginning it's all about the long game and giving them confidence that it's about them as well so i think in terms of what we do i think we do a lot of role plays and objection handling uh, so we try and do that once a week um we we all get in a group and I get the team to come up with their own objections. So I think it's important that it comes from them, the challenges that they're facing in their in their day-to-day -day roles, the questions that vendors or, or landlords may ask. And then what we what we tend to do is one team member will have a bit of a, a role play scenario, them being the, the estate agent and the other one being obviously the client and I think that that works really really well because they they get to play both sides of the the coin uh, well in regards to to our business we're quite fortunate we we've, we've got 10 residential offices so we're quite fortunate in the fact that we can have the client services prospecting center essentially uh, centralized and, and specialized but I know it can be quite difficult for um, some estate agencies who who may not have that viability to have a central hub and they the negotiators have to all chip in i mean luke how how do you guys do it um at knightsbridge yeah so um it, that that's certainly something that we've looked at in the past um with maybe having a, a kind of a central hub or prospecting uh center and we're, and we're not at that stage at the minute but um so we we will we, we change some of the terminology um after josh vegan came into our business in june last year and we used to do anniversary valuations or uh just anniversary calls and and we changed it to checkups so property checkups um so like and he likened it to going to the dentist your dentist or your hairdresser if you go to your dentist quite often they will book in for you to come back in a year's time and they're planning a year ahead so that's their that's their reorder book so again josh vegan talks about that reorder process and how can we make ourselves a reorder business um because we're not selling uh bottles of water where we're where where you're saying well do you want 10, 10 bottles next week it, but how can we become that reorder business so i mean absolutely brilliant and and just something i wanted to kind of touch on was obviously foxton's with, with your time at foxton's and they're, they're a greatly admired business within the industry um and 
what were your kind of key learnings that you could maybe share with our listeners that, that you that you learned at your time during Foxton's to um, to pass on to our listeners? Thanks, Luke. Um, so I think the culture, um, it's I think you, you spend a lot of time there with with the people um, on a day to day basis. I mean, more time than you spend with your family and loved ones. So I think the culture was really important for me. It was a very much uh, a family um, environment. Obviously, you worked very, very hard, but you also got to enjoy the benefits as well. So they took you on on nights out. Um, holidays I've got to go on some fantastic trips when I was there um, I went skiing which I may not have done if I wasn't there at the time so yeah I think it's all about the the rewards that they give you if you perform well and it, I think it was it was quite competitive I know it cannot be for everyone but I think when you're in agency like we are I think it is quite a competitive dynamic environment um, so I think the competition and and wanting to win I think that's that's what drove me and um, to be honest an amazing amazing opportunity arose at Martin Gerrard which I'm very very thankful for um, if that didn't arise you never know I, I might still have been there at the yeah. time and I think it, it, that's quite important from what you said there and I was listening to a video that Chris Watkin um, did obviously one of his many thousands that keep popping up on uh, <laughs> YouTube and LinkedIn and podcasts but not everyone is motivated by money are they um no. and, you, and you've kind of mentioned it there about building a culture um and enjoying the benefits that and it wasn't necessarily the the financial reward it may have been the the pizzas that they get in or the camaraderie that happens when when everyone pulls together but also that that skiing trip so an experience that perhaps you wouldn't have done but because it was an opportunity there that they've opened your eyes up to to new experiences as well yeah and i think like life's all about sort of seeing new things going to to visit new places and, and meeting new people essentially so i think it it gave me those opportunity and like i'm thankful i, I made some lifelong friends there as well yeah fan, fan, fantastic so um let's let's talk about how the, the contact center because i know that it's quite uh quite relevant to, to a lot of agents and I know some agencies are in the process of setting this up at the moment so what does that contact centre and what's it what's its purpose within Martin Gerrard and and what's the ultimate aim for, for the contact centre? So fundamentally for us we build relationships with um, potential vendors or, or landlords or even developers so our team spend the majority of the day calling um, people who have been in touch with us at some point in the, the distant past and nurture that relationship. I mean, I've, I've read somewhere where 80% of sales are actually made between the fifth and the 12th contact and 10% um, of salespeople actually only um, don't, don't make more than three contacts. So I think it's all about adding value to your, to our clients. It's, I, I try and demonstrate to the team that it's not all about, not all about getting something there and then i mean there are times where you you pick up the phone and, and you hit the jackpot and they they are in a position where they would love to sell their home right there and then but that doesn't always happen and it's all about building the relationship with people um for the long term and we to mix things up as well we we call different types of of people i mean we're a business where for us <laughs> we've got a foot in both camps sales and letting so there's no sort of vested interest i mean if if a client who we were calling 
possibly wanted to sell, but they, they turn out that they actually want to keep hold of their property and rent it out, um, then that's obviously fantastic. We would simply get a, a lettings manager to pop over there and, and give them a, the advice. So I think the fact that we can give them all all possible outcomes and even if they're not thinking about doing anything at that particular moment in time or we can give them the possibility of remortgaging or or potentially adding to their portfolio if they're an existing landlord and I think that I mean something touched me um, where I, I spoke to a client and they they wanted to, to upgrade they wanted to get something bigger for themselves and their family but um, and then they thought they needed to sell but we, we sort of opened up the idea of them possibly keeping hold of the property and, and keeping it as an investment long term because they built up so much equity and I, I got a call I think about six months afterwards and they were so grateful because they didn't have that opportunity presented to them and they essentially said well I've, I've got a, a flat now that I can keep and, and passed down to my children where it's so difficult to get onto the ladder so it's it's just about adding value to to our clients and giving them all of the options that, that are available to them as well brilliant and i know Stephen, because you, you you were at chris watkins um landlord conference recently and um you, you're all about adding value and how can you enrich enrich that person's enrich that person's life but i think don't forget when when you're talking to to clients or, or past uh, contacts is you never know where that relationship will will end will end up um, and and it could be that a distant uh, relationship with that contact so a couple of examples um, I remember three four years ago um, being instructed to sell a home and it was her uh, late father's wish that she had to sell the home with Knightsbridge uh, because of <laughs> because of what he'd seen with the way that we marketed the properties the way that we presented the properties and just just the way that we are in the community um, he insisted as as part of his his kind of last wishes that his daughter uses Nightwish to sell the home, and um, and and that was just an example, and that and that's really nice and really touching, and um, and it makes it really worthwhile that that you know that you're doing the right thing, and and I was walking across um, a car park recently, um, and it was probably about six months ago now, and um, a lady came up to me and said, just just to let you know, you you've been put into my brother's will. I said sorry and um, she said yeah um, he bought the home from you but um, he didn't he didn't sell it um, he didn't sell his home for you but he bought the next home but when he when he passes away it's in his will that he has to come to you and he wants you to sell it wow well that's, um, that just goes to show the value that that you added to him and yeah they wanted to present you with the opportunity once yeah. the time was right so yeah. yeah my, uh, I've also been a, something to do with the caricatures on the, the website <laughs> No, people do people do like those but it must be quite a hard challenge though to to try and overcome um because to try everyone wants instant gratification in this world don't they 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 want they want to be able to make that phone call today and for someone to turn around and say you know what actually i was going to give you a call and, and instruct you, someone to sell my home and because you've rang me i'm going to choose you um and and you just need how do you kind of overcome that kind of mentality um, to know that not everyone you're going to ring is going to be receptive to that phone call or uh, wanting to place their home on the market there and then? How, how do you manage that within Martin Gerard? So I think we've, we've 
successfully managed to instill that mentality into um, my my team. I think they they understand the the long term goals. Um, I think with estate agency where they're not of a size where they can have a contact center or client services department i think what's important is that you're say you have three negotiators for example in in one given branch i think they should build their own pipeline of clients so when you do prospecting i don't know if you do it once a week or twice a week but they would they would build up a pipeline of say i think a good number for one negotiator would probably be somewhere around 300 people um, in their pipeline and they'd touch base with them every so often not they wouldn't call the same people every week but they'd build up that pipeline and when the time's right they'd, they'd give that person a call so they'd maintain a relationship with their vendors obviously things happen where someone leaves or or someone's not in on a particular day but if there's clear notes on the system that we've spoken to the client and given them that best information and they know where they're what stage they're at because that's good for the customer journey as well i think you don't want to over overlap and and start talking about something where they may have said look i've already spoken to um, one of your colleagues so i think it's for for certain negotiators it's it's worthwhile having um, their own personal pipeline of vendors that they can touch base with and they're all accountable for them so things won't happen straight away um and i think it's important to let them know that and don't necessarily put pressure to to get results instantly but over time they will will start to see results as long as they're asking the right questions providing the value and look we call people and sometimes they say oh wow people especially who are on the market they say you're calling me more than my my own current agent is um you know what i'm going to give you a chance so also, I think what's important is the variation for, for the team. So we speak to landlords, we speak to, to people who may not want to sell straight away, but in the future, but also people on the market. So those conversations are slightly different. You have to be sometimes a little bit more direct, ask the right questions. And those can be instant wins. There can be times where you call someone who's been on the market with a particular agent for 12 weeks 16 weeks and and they are looking for a change and they're like you know what yeah now's the time so it's all about doing the relevant research as well so i think having right move right move plus open that's what my team is sort of like their bible essentially in a way as well so they they have that open and i think it's it's can be something you hit there's a balance between finding um the the right amount of research to do before a call and over doing it on the research so i think it's it's important to find out what's sold on the street especially if they're on the market and find out a little bit more about the, the style of houses on the road and i think you go in with the knowledge and the confidence so something that you can do with with negotiators as well is we call it like a statistics sheet um, where you know in your office you've sold x amount of properties in the last 30 days you've currently got x amount of buyers registered with you um you your team are carrying out this many viewings so are uh, you've got it in front of you <laughs> yeah so i think things like that i think when you don't know so much particularly for new negotiators about the area in depth then it's it's good to have some facts and figures to back up your um to back up your conversations with them and i think i mean we're in a market at the moment where vendors probably more than they were last year are naturally going to be coming towards us um, i mean in terms of applicant numbers 
in January alone, we, we registered more than we have since September 2014. So it, it just shows you the markets kicking back into life. I think <laughs> they're calling it the Boris bounce. So there's, there's pent up demand, but I think now is also a time to capitalize on people who you've not done business with in, in very recent times. It's about touching base with people who have bought through yourselves over the last five, six, seven years and, and starting those relationships. So the success that we're getting now is not from the work that we've done over the last two or three months. It's from the work that we've done over the last two, three years. Definitely. And I think that giving that information to your teams makes their makes it easier for them to do their job, helps you portray the message that you're going to be the trusted advisor in the area. And we've, we're having Julian O'Dell again, Julian O'Dell talks about that very much. So that, that whole trusted advisor, but just something I wanted to touch on with, we had a recent visit from our right move um, rep um, and, and he was particularly um, it was a particularly beneficial I know they come under a lot of scrutiny as to whether or not their visits are worthwhile um, but I will give Tom his credit um, when he came to visit and he provided lots of information and just just from the recent um, right move published a, a kind of an outlook on 2020 and just using that information to relay to potential clients so just for our area sales agreed are up 8% um, mm. compared to 2019. Their visitor numbers are up um, on the right, on the right move site. If you look at London, London's up 26% from sales yeah. agreed. That's the, that's, that's a huge number. Um, and that again, helps to reinforce um, your knowledge of your knowledge of the area. It also gives the negotiators and your colleagues confidence that yeah, the market is strong. The market is good and the market's out there to, to take and win. So, um, you, you talked about um, the kind of the role play um, and the, the kind of the challenges that so you kind of go through scenarios about challenges, maybe questions have been posed by a landlord or by a potential seller. Um, what are those kind of key challenges that you're seeing in the market at the moment? So obviously, um, back end of last year, there was quite a lot of talk about um, Brexit and the election coming up. But I think it's it's about finding out why someone wants to move i think it's it's all well and good talking about the market slightly being down but it's about digging deeper and look if if it's not the right time for someone to move then 100 percent we're not going to force anyone to to move out of their house but it's all about the qualification i think we i we use something in in the team which is qmc which qualify market close so we we always go into the conversation and qualify so it's it's all about the questions that we ask use open-ended questions and, and get the person speaking most of the time just to understand exactly what their needs are so we, we talk about what they want to achieve and and then we talk about the market so if for example they they wanted to upsize then look interest rates are fantastically low at the moment now could be a great time to do it you you may get a couple of percent less on your um, on your sale, but also that's going to have a knock-on effect, and you'll get a, a couple of percent less on your purchase, which obviously will be a, a bigger proportion. So it's all about understanding what the client's needs are, and, and then giving them that information on the market. I mean, our our sales agreed are, are up. Um, right Move said they had 152 million um, hits in January, which is the most they've ever had. So if if you're instilling that confidence not only in your team but into the clients, I think that's that's important. And then then obviously the close ask for the business. I think 
um, we we saw Jeb Blunt mention asking the question is uh, the number one discipline and in this life if you don't ask you don't get so you have to ask and, and don't be afraid of a no there's there's a lot of times where you you may be afraid to ask the question thinking you're going to get a no but actually it turns out you you get a yes and use what we we call the assumptive close so when would be a good time for us to pop out and, and give you some advice and look if if they're not ready they'll they'll tell you they're there and then Amazing. Okay. Loads and loads and loads and loads of exceptional tips there. So thank you. Um, and some of them are very simple. So notes to me are incredibly important. Um, you know, if you put shit notes in, guess what? <laughs> you know, your colleague's going to call the next day. They're going to have exactly the same conversation. Um, and look at that. So again, that's really important. Research a hundred percent. You know, so do you decide the day before what different categories on your database you're going to call? So I think um, there is different types of um, clients that we call on a day to day basis, especially in the team. They have um, they have their own pipelines. Um, they run pipelines of around 800 to, to 1400 people um, and there'll be a range. There'll be a proportion of those that are currently on the market there'll be a proportion of those that are landlords a proportion of those that are, are sellers so they they would call different types of leads on different times in the day so we have quite a good structure so i think obviously when you're having similar types of phone calls you get into a rhythm and you're able to adapt your conversation so if you're calling sellers maybe spend a couple of hours calling sellers and then a couple of hours calling landlords so you understand the types of people that you're calling and then then adding adding new fresh business into your into your pipeline where people who we may have been out to see a year ago and things like that so we we call a, a certain amount of people for the negotiators in general i think if they haven't built up a pipeline i think it's important to prepare a day before the types of people who you're going to call because obviously yeah if you uh, fail to prepare then you uh, prepared to fail <laughs> definitely and also um, a completion strategy so um, if anybody wants again we're going to check to see whether we've got any listeners I've got a completion strategy that I'm very happy to share they've just got to get in contact with us and we'll share that but potentially you can build up a ready-made pipeline for 2021 from your completions um, just by asking a question that's as much as I'm going to say. <laughs> very, very good point. Yeah, so people obviously who've bought from you, you've, you've already got that relationship. So starting that conversation is pretty straightforward. And if you pop in or, or driving past the road and, and you've seen someone who um, you sold to a year ago, they've done a loft conversion, you, you give them a call and say, look, fantastic. I've seen the scaffoldings come down. Um, we'd love to pop in and, and tell you what, how well you've done from the loft conversion and, and give you an up-to-date market health check. So okay, think... you, you've twisted my arm there. I would actually, <laughs> I would actually do it, book it in when you're giving out the keys to okay. them and do a handover and just be saying to people, look, as part of our services, what we do is every year we give you this annual health check. Let's put it in the diary now. So in 2021, you've already got, you know, knowing that you've got 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, the appraisal's already there. Oh. That's going to give you confidence straight away. Perfect. Just like the dentist. <laughs> 100%. 100%. 
without a shadow of doubt. But there is more for completion. So if you want that, still get in contact. And how can they reach out to you, Stephen? That's a good question. Via you. <laughs> <laughs> so look up Stephen uh, either on the podcast uh, Facebook page, LinkedIn, SJB Consultancy or Stephen Brown. Uh, or same on Facebook, SJB Consultancy. So let's see how many listeners are out there. How many are we up to now, Stephen? Is it three or four? I think it's four. four. So let's see if we can get to five listeners. <laughs> That's most probably why we're um, not getting to 100 reviews yet. <laughs> they, but they will be when Slade has his morning meeting today. And the first thing he says on top of his agenda is, right, let's go and rate review the Estate Agents podcast. Yeah. Let's hold them accountable to that. Definitely, because as Jeb said, if you don't ask, you don't get. Yeah, exactly. And what Jeb says absolutely goes, doesn't it, Syed? 100%. (laughs) (laughs) Also, just um, just wanted to make another point. Have some fun with it as well. Um, People come into the workplace and and they do want to have a bit of fun. So we we tend to play some games um, around things. So whoever... um, books and market appraisal so we play a game where everyone's standing up initially and whoever books a market appraisal can sit down and obviously the last one standing is is standing and isn't the winner so i think play games like that and obviously whoever books the most on that day gets treated to a coffee and little things like that quizzes just for negotiators in in traditional offices who um where a company may not have a contact center um do it in the evening sometimes it's really really um valuable to have prospecting in an evening because you do genuinely hit more people um order the pizzas in have a couple of drinks and speak to people on the phone and i think that changes up the the environment and the dynamic and and people obviously have a bit more fun as well and if there's free coffee i'm there so, uh, wherever wherever there's coffee you'll 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 find me so, doesn't take much does it no me it too. I'm, to I'm be easily bought I'm, I'm quite i'm quite cheap just just four costas a day that'll keep me going <laughs> but so that that insight has been really really valuable and i'm sure there's a lot of our listeners out there that kind of struggle with the the setup of prospecting business generation and uh, and you just got you just got to do it essentially, haven't you? You just got to schedule it in your diary. Um, as as Stephen says, what gets scheduled gets done. Um, and if you haven't got the luxury of a of a contact centre or a prospect centre, just just schedule in half an hour, forty five minutes in in your diary. Treat it as an appointment and and, and get it done because it will change it will change your business. Um, so it's been really really insightful. So thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Um, and let's test to see who wants this completion strategy from Stephen. Um, so reach out to him on the uh, Facebook page, SJB Consultancy or EA Podcast. Um, if you haven't had a chance to rate and review us yet on iTunes, please do so. Um, and if you have any suggestions for future guests or you'd like to come on the show, then we'd love to hear from you as well. So it's uh, goodbye from me and have a great day. Bye, and thank you, Syed. Very grateful for your time. Thank you for having me. Take care. Cheers. Bye.